Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Did you know that you have been called to be a light in this dark world we are living in? Let your light so shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Today is the first episode recording for 2021, and I'm excited um, about what God is going to do in this season and in this time of my life. And so I pray that you have been blessed by the previous recordings. And if you have not done so, please go get caught up. Listen to what we were talking about. Um, I had a lot of fun last year. I had special guests on and it's going to be more of that this year, but I'm excited about recording this first episode. So today I am going to be talking about religion versus relationship. It seems like we are in a time where so many people are getting caught up in religion versus relationship with God. And so, you know, I've had several conversations with many different people in my life. And it's just so interesting. Um, A friend of mine gave me some words of wisdom and encouragement, literally, y'all, that just freed my thought process because I had a one-track mindset when it came down to what I believe in. And interestingly enough, I think that we get so caught up in the way that we have been conditioned and trained um, via the the church that we attend, um, that the doctrine that we serve under. Um, and it can be a little bit crazy. Um, and so when I tell you that my thought process, there was some deliverance and some healing for myself. And I just had to tell her thank you because it was just almost like I kept myself in a box and I kept God in a box. And that's religious or religion, shall I say, not relationship. And y'all, I am a praying person. I believe in the power of prayer. I'm an intercessor by call, even though I can operate in any capacity that you put me in. Um, But I believe wholeheartedly in praying, the power of prayer. And so even with that, you know, I have a very good relationship with the Lord in this point of my life. And so I would like to think that I should be at a place where I'm not still keeping him in a box and then keeping myself limited as well. That's a no-go, y'all. So in doing some of my research, um, these are some things that I just kind of uncovered and I want to just share a little bit. I'm not going to be on here long, but I just want to share a little bit about some things that I, I uncovered and what my counteracts are going to be what I did cover. Religion is a specific set of organized beliefs and practices usually shared by a community or group. So the thing that separates us from different um, religions is the doctrines. 
And so depending on what type of church you belong to, um, like I belong to a non-denominational church. I believe wholeheartedly that he teaches and preaches from the word of God. Um, I also believe that he lives by example to the best of his. And he's just like the rest of us. You know, he has struggles, he has challenges and issues. And so we have got to get to a place in the body of Christ where we stop putting pastors and shepherds or whatever you want to title them as on pedestals and hold them to these outrageous standards. Yes, they're bound by the cloth and the mantle that that they're operating under. So God will handle them accordingly. However, they are still yet human first, which means they make mistakes just like you and me. Um, And so we have got to stop doing that. That is where the body, I think, make the biggest mistake ever because you want to hold a pastor to a standard, which you should. He is he or she is bound by a certain standard according to the mantle that they're operating under. But it does not mean that they're not human. And we like to treat them like they're not human. They're just, you know, and then the minute one of them falls and you encounter some disappointment first thing you start talking about is is I knew that was you know too good to be true or now I can't listen to that pastor because how's he any more different than me they have feelings and and go through challenges and trials probably to some extent in which we will never see because of the mantle over them Um, And that they're operating under. And so the call upon their life is very heavy in itself. And honestly, if you're not willing or have not walked a mile in their shoes, you can't really say what you would or would not be doing or what they should or should not be doing because you don't know the sacrifices behind what they have had to do to get to this point and place in their life. Matter of fact, most of them are going through things that you'll never know that because... You just won't. That's not something that you get to see. And then there are some pastors who are very transparent about where they are in their lives. And so honest to goodness, you just can't keep holding them hostage when they make mistakes because we all make mistakes. No one is perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. And he died on the cross for us over 2000 years ago. Now, let me get back to what I was saying. So religion is rules taught by men, philosophies, traditions, worldly thoughts and ideas, ritualistic and formality, breeds wars, worldly standards, sees people as the enemy, keeps grace in a cage, puts conditions on on grace. I know I said a mouthful. Rules taught by men. Well, we are all governed by some rule, okay? And according to what God's word says, we have rules, okay? But when you are in relationship with the Lord, because there's a difference in religion and relationship. Relationship speaks to the fact that 
anything that you're going to be taught or if you need a confirmation of what you're being taught, the Holy Spirit will do just that. Teach you, confirm God's word. Um, and then sometimes God's word come through, come from confirmation through reading your devotionals, um, a person that you might be having conversation. It could be a stranger that would bring confirmation to the word that you have had or received from the Lord. And so ritualistic and formality, that was something that because our minds um, have been conditioned, we have been trained um, when we're at church to behave this way or process things that way or do stuff this way. And so you get caught up in the formalities of what your mind and what you've been trained and conditioned to do and think when it comes to certain things. Grace is unmerited favor. That means you nor I deserved it, but God still gives it to us on a daily basis. And so religion puts conditions on grace. And what I say by putting conditions is how many times have you, for lack of better terms, prostituted God? Well, Lord, if you give me this, then I'm going to do that. That is putting a condition on what he freely gives us, which is unmerited favor, not deserving. And I was one of those people, y'all. I'm going to just be transparent with you. I was one of those people who was always, when it was convenient, I had one foot in the door. When it wasn't, I was out the door. Oh, and heaven forbid that I was offended by someone at church. Then you wouldn't see me for a while at church. And so, and I would always bargain with God. Well, Lord, if you do this or if you give me that, And that's what happens when you put conditions on grace. Well, I have to do this so that God will do that. No, it's unmerited favor. He gives that to us because of the love that he has for us. And so, but that's the difference in between religion and relationship. Relationship would tell you, will show you that you don't have to do that with the Lord, when you are in relationship with him, you don't have to operate in that capacity because grace is unmerited favor. Now, can you abuse grace? I believe wholeheartedly you can. Um, and so it doesn't mean you just get to do whatever you want to do or live however you want to live. And you come back with that. Well, grace covers me. Grace does cover you, but the one thing that you don't want to happen is for God to take his hand up off of you. So you have to be real careful when you put conditions on the things that you are expecting from God. God is in no way means or by no means obligated to do or give us anything. Nothing is guaranteed. If 2020 didn't teach you anything, it should have taught you that nothing is guaranteed. We live in a time of uncertainty and people are just doing whatever they want to do. And then there are folks that are just leaving here, left and right. And so we have to be very careful. Religion grades righteousness on a curve. The standard is those people closest to you 
With God, there is no curve, only a cross. When I say grade on a curve, that means prime example, family. I have a lot of pastors, elders, evangelists, ministers in my family. And a lot of times we base the relationship that we have with our family, how we are to govern ourselves according to God's word. No, you are to govern yourself according to God's word, the way that God has given it to you to govern yourself by, not by what your family or your closest friends is doing, because everyone's relationship with the Lord is different. And so when you're in relationship with him, he gives you the things that he desires for you. If it's a pruning season in your life, he's he's removing things. If, if it's a favorable season in your life, there's addition, you know. And so in that, you cannot base your relationship or your beliefs off of what you have in your family or with your closest friends because God deals with us differently. Each one of us, he deals with us differently. So what may work for me may not work for you and vice versa. What works for you may not work for me. Um, religion makes God the boss and you the employee. It's like a contract with conditions. That is not who God is. When you're in relationship, you are a son, a daughter, you an heir, your joint heir to the kingdom. And he does not treat us like we're employees. You're not paid, um, for, doing what you're supposed to be doing anyway you should want to live the right way you should want to be the best version that you possibly can be of yourself because of who you are in him how you were we were made in his image and in his likeness and so he is the ruler of everything he created us all and everything in this place that we live in. But that was because of the love that he has for us. He desires the relationship with us. And so you can't look at it like, well, he's my boss. And, you know, um, if I don't do this, then God is not going to do that. No, you're putting conditions on that. That's religion. Um, religion is no intimacy or relationship, no dialogue. Um, and I thought that that was interesting because honestly, when you are praying, that's your dialogue with God. And if you learn to sit still long enough, he will talk back. And sometimes it might be just a subtle word. It could be a song that you might listen to. You might have revelation about it. Um, it could be one word that God gives to you. But honestly, a lot of us are too busy to have relationship with the one who created us, you know? And, and so sometimes you just have to just slow down so that he can talk 
to you. I have to honestly tell you, I have experienced intimacy with the Lord like no other in in so many different ways and capacities. And trust me, y'all, there is nothing like it. When you have been intimate with God, it is everything. And there have been times where I have been at his feet in his presence and I could hear myself having conversation with him like, Lord, do I really have to go back to reality because I'm here with you? And this is a place where you just don't want to come out of it because you're you're at peace. There's so much joy, you know, um, because you're at his feet and you're getting the things that you need to get, which kind of takes me to the Mary and Martha story. You know, Martha was busy with stuff that she didn't really have to be busy with, nor was she even asked to do it. Mary was at his feet getting what was important. And it's no different with us. So, you know, if we had to look at religion and relationship, Martha would have represented religion. Mary would have represented relationship. Um, religion says only to listen to, attend, and watch, quote unquote, Christian things. Says anything that doesn't have Jesus written squarely across the building, song, or movie is sinful. Y'all, Jesus did not like church people. Let me just take that back. I'm not going to say he didn't like church people because he loved everyone but here's the thing right the pharisees were the ones who were always judging and in modern day time most of us in the church jesus ministry was outside of the church jesus went where people would not want to go would not go did not go He hung with or sat with or ministered to those that were lost. And sorry, y'all, newsflash, that means he went to places, was around people that the Pharisees was always trying to throw stones at, trying to judge and everything else and wondered why he sat amongst them. They wondered if he knew who they were. Of course he knew who they were. He knew everything. He's God, right? And so Jesus came for those that are lost. And so had he not been willing to die on the cross for us, where would we be at today? And so, yes, he loves everyone. And he gives everyone an opportunity to have a relationship with him and so you know you can't get caught up well if I watch this then you know going to hell you know if I do this then I'm going to hell you know um and interestingly enough I came out of a ministry years back um where it just almost felt like that there it was just almost like what can I do that I'm not gonna go to hell for And so nobody wants to live like that. He didn't come here and die so that we could live like that. 
let me go on. Religion is fueled by fear and punishment. We only obey when fear is present. Paints God as angry, spiteful, and a cynic. That's crazy, y'all. But it's the truth. But that's just like when you're at work. I'm going to use this as an example. When your boss is standing around or in the area, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing because the boss is in the area? Or do you just do what you're supposed to do no matter who is around? It's no different. So when we operate with fear and thinking about the punishment behind what it is that we've done, then it makes God look like he's angry and he going to get us back because we did something that we wasn't supposed to do. That's where grace and love comes in at. If he did not love us and he didn't and he didn't want to extend grace, he wouldn't have to if he didn't want to because he created everything. And so we have just got to stop using different things and then painting a terrible picture of who God truly is. And honestly speaking, here's another truth moment. I believe that, and these are just my beliefs. This is my opinion. This is not um, the world's opinion and anything else. But I really feel like a lot of times we get so caught up in the semantics of church and the formalities of church that we forget that the love that he has for us, it will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him. And so it's very easy to drop the ball, but the idea is that you don't drop the ball and then live in that because condemnation is something else. It wasn't until probably the last maybe two to three years that I stopped living in condemnation and realized the power of his grace. His word says that his grace is sufficient. He is made he has made strong in our weaknesses. And so when I'm weak, he's strong and his grace covers me and it covers everything that I've been through. Not to mention everything that you do or have done. It's on the cross. Jesus died for your sins. He died for everything that you could probably think of. It's on the cross. And so we have to learn how to not beat ourselves up when we make mistakes. We have to learn how to get up and keep moving. It doesn't mean that that makes you any less of a Christian because you've made a mistake. It just means that you're human. And God knew that. So he had something covering us. Grace covers us. That's that unmerited favor. Okay. So religion 
It's safe and practical. It makes sense. There are no surprises. Doesn't ask much of you or deliver much. That's incorrect. All day. Why? Because God don't move according to the way that we think he should. He goes according to what he feels is best for us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so at the end of the day, of course, you could you could try to tell God how you think he should handle it. But he knows you. He knows what's best for you. And he's going to do it the way that he desires to do it for you. And so and that's the thing that I'm thankful for, because you could be looking in one direction. That's and God is coming from a whole different direction that you didn't even expect or see coming. Right. Why? Because you're not in relationship when you're in relationship with the Lord. You don't have the expectations that most would have on him. You don't put you don't put limits on him when you're in relationship with him. Why? Because there's a level of trust that you have with him. And so that was one of the things that I said in my year in my 2020 year in reflection was that I was going to continue to trust him in the process. That's relationship, y'all. There is no way of getting around that. And so when you trust him, honest to goodness, truthfully speaking, there isn't anything that he won't do according to his will for your life. But you have to know that it is a process and his process is different than our process. So you have to take the limits off God. Religion says... If you follow God, he will bless your life. It says, if you behave, God will give you prosperity, etc. It says, come to church and serve. It says, doctrines and commands. And I know I said a mouthful even with that. Basically, there it go again. Well, if I do this, then God is going to do that. God has designated whatever he has purposed and planned for each one of us before we were ever born, before we ever opened our eyes up, before we ever came into the knowledge of who he is. He already ordained and had predestined whatever he had for our lives already. And so if that is in his plan for you, That's what it'll be. But at the same time, a lot of times we want things, but don't want to sacrifice to get those things. We think that God is just supposed to do everything and we're not supposed to do nothing. And then ta-da, it just appears. No, that's not how this works. If you keep his commandments, obey what his word says, according to his will for your life, However, he has purpose and destined for you. That's what it'll be. And there ain't a devil in hell that can keep it from you, keep you from getting it. If God has purposed and planned for you to have it, we call that favor. Of course, everybody wants the favor of the Lord, but it's not just about things and stuff. 
we have got to get to a place and a point where, Lord, if you don't do another thing for me, that's okay because you've already done more than I could ever imagine or expect. We're not like that. Well, you know, if I pay my tithes, I go to church and I serve in outreach or I do this or I do that for the ministry, then God is going to give me that house I've been praying for for the last two years. He's going to give me a brand new car because, you know, that's what I want. No, that's not how that works. That is not how that works. Sometimes, and I don't even think that we are consciously aware that we do operate in this capacity, but truthfully speaking, he doesn't give us those things when we ask for them because most of us are not ready for them, if truth be told. So you've been praying for a house, but you haven't been faithful in the apartment that he blessed you with you haven't kept it up you don't keep it clean you know so many different things you're not thankful for what you do have and so why would you think that he would give you something bigger because you asked for it nah that's not how it works it's baby steps it's a process and so but we have these expectations that if I do this then God is supposed to do that No, ma'am. No, sir. That is not how that works. We are governed by his word. And when you're in relationship with him, he will give you the desires of your heart. But it's a condition. And he ain't giving it to you all at once. He gives it to us when he knows that we're ready and we can handle it. Half the things that he has for us, we're not ready for. Some of us don't even survive just the few stages of the process to get to the to the other side of that. I'm telling y'all firsthand, being transparent, first and foremost. There's so many different things that I thought I was ready for, only to discover that I really wasn't. And then we get into this woe is me thing. Well, God, how come Susie over here got the house and I've been praying for a house for the last two years? Well, you don't know how long Susie been praying for the house. So we got to stop looking at what we see because we don't know what's behind what we see. Got to stop doing that's religion, not relationship, because if you are in relationship, then you realize and recognize That if he is not a respecter of persons, what he did for her, he can do for me too. So you have to learn how to rejoice with those that are rejoicing and weep with those that are weeping. You cannot become jealous and envious of your neighbors. I know it's easier said than done because it's very easy to get caught up in the comparison trap, especially when you're on social media. Social media is just that. You can be whatever you want. You can make things look the way you want them to look because it's social media. We have got to stop taking some of that stuff so literal. Everybody don't live like that. Everybody doesn't have that. You just stop taking it so literal because it's social media. And you can do whatever you want to do on social media. 
So what I found out in my study was, was that relationship is intimacy with God. It's everything that is the complete opposite of religion. So everything that I was just talking about, that's relationship. And when you have true religion operating in your life, it's more than what you say or do. It's what's in your heart. So keep in mind, God judges us according to our heart. And for most of us, well, really all of us, we ought to be thankful for that. Because truthfully speaking, if we was judged according to what we did or said, y'all, would nobody be here. And he didn't create us because he was bored and just needed company. He got the angels and everything else. Heck, the trees and the ground, the grass knows how to worship. So he ain't bored. He made us because he wanted relationship. He loves relationship. Um, true religion needs to be based upon Christ, not man's philosophies, traditions, or worldly thoughts and ideas. True religion, you will know by the fruit. Doesn't matter what I say, but if it's not evident, how do you believe that? We are known by our fruit. So if you sow good, you'll reap good. If you sow bad, you're going to reap bad. And there's no getting around that. So what kind of fruit do you want? Does your tree produce? Is it producing any fruit? You know, that could come out of your attitude. It could come out of the way that you talk to people. It could come out of so many different things. And so we just have to be careful by that. Um, True religion looks like pure and undefiled. God is very genuine about us. And we need to be genuine about him and then about each other as well. Um, True religion is the work of grace upon the heart that then flows out and good works so when your heart is right y'all that's gonna be evident in your actions your behavior your conversation your attitude your everything about you when your heart is right you gonna know because there's going to be some fruit well evidence of fruit behind that um true religion causes christians To obey Jesus because they love him, not to win his love. His love is free. We don't have to do anything to win that. He already gave us that. And we tell you how? Because he willingly accepted his assignment given to him by his father to die on the cross for us over 2,000 years ago. So we don't have to try to win his love. He gives that to us freely. But when you're in relationship with him, you understand that. You already know that. It doesn't have to be said. True religion, when we are truly connected with God, our religion pervades all our actions. Relationship, again. When you truly have a relationship with the Lord, it's evident no matter what you're doing. 
no matter who you're around, no matter what you're, what you say, it's evident. And relationship, it's about a lifestyle, a commitment to him who has truly been committed to you. Um, true religion is based on love for God and others. The love of Christ is the mark of true religion. The character of true religion will go forth to everyone in the world and it will be it will bring about the end of the world. It's a way of life. So, you know, we always talk about how we can't wait to get to heaven. But why aren't you trying to bring heaven here to earth? It makes sense, y'all. And God is not coming back until everyone has had an opportunity to hear about who he is. That's what we are here for. To not only show the love that he has given to us, but also to make sure that others get that very word. So he didn't give it to us for us just to hold on to it. He gave it to us for other people. So the word is not just for you. It's for someone else too. And so we have really got to do better. Um, Again, when you think about relationship, think about everything that you will ever do. Especially if it's something contrary to God's word. It's already on the cross. So every time you make a mistake and then you live in condemnation, it's almost like you're crucifying Jesus all over again. And that's crazy because we shouldn't be crucifying him all over again because he already did that over 2,000 years ago for us. So, you know, I hope that this has helped you. I hope that you have gotten something out of this. You know, I'm so excited because it's the beginning of a new chapter in my life. There were so many different things in 2020 that was a lot, truthfully speaking. But I'm so glad that I've turned the page, right? And so my book is already out. You can go to Amazon and just type in my name and it should come up. It's available paperback for $15.99 along with ebook for $7.99. And y'all, let me just let y'all in on this. I am going to do a relaunch. I'm going to host a relaunch book release January the 11th via Zoom. I'm going to drop the link in my social media, um, on my social media, I'm sorry, on my social media pages this week. And guess what? That means any and everyone is invited. You can invite somebody. You get to see me. You get to ask me questions about the podcast, about the book. I would encourage you all to get the book. Let's talk about it. Um, let's have some fun. I'm going to give do a giveaway as well um, on the Zoom. And I have to honestly tell you, I'm excited. This podcast have just went to a whole nother level. And I'm so grateful and so thankful. So before I sign off, the podcast is available on these platforms. Anchor, of course, Apple, 
Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. Again, please, sir, please, ma'am, you know, listen to the podcast, like it, share it, support. I thank you for everyone who has continued to be very supportive, who's been sharing the podcast with friends and family and, you know, just people that they think it will bless. Um, But y'all, let's not stop there. I would encourage you to get the book. It is a very short read, but a very powerful word. Um, Birth from my spirit. And I'm excited about this because it's the second edition of this of the book. And y'all, it looks like a whole book to me. I worked hard last year to tweak it, to, to get the final product. And I'm so excited and so happy about the final product. And so again, purchase the book. It's on Amazon. Um, you can get an ebook or paperback. Now, if you're in the Charlotte area and I'm hoping that at some point this year, I'll be able to do some in-person gatherings. If you're in Charlotte and you buy the paperback, I will personally sign it for you. Um, that's my word. (laughs) Okay. I will personally sign it for you. Um, as well. Um, And so thank you all again for just the support, the love. And I'm your host, Robin. And I want to say thank you for tuning in, be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.